Welcome, my name is Pastor Scotty Bockhaus, and we thank you for taking some time to listen to some audio recordings from the pulpit of the Riverview Baptist Church. Our desire is to show the Lord high, holy, and lift it up, as well as try to be a blessing to those through the Word of God. Please enjoy this message, and we pray that it will be a blessing to your life. And if you wouldn't mind to take your copy of the Word of God and turn with me to the book of Proverbs, to the Old Testament book of Proverbs, and Proverbs in chapter number three. The book of Proverbs in chapter number three. We're continuing with this series that we have going on that will be hitting on and off all this year of dealing with wisdom found in Proverbs, the lessons that we find in wisdom. And that Proverbs is the book of wisdom for us, there's so many great principles and things that we could learn as we dive in deep and try to find this out. We know that wisdom is the principal thing and wisdom is the thing that we need the most. We saw on Sunday morning as we went through Proverbs that wisdom crieth out and that wisdom is making herself available, waving her arms. Hey, pay attention to me. Wisdom reaches out her hand so anyone and everyone could grab. But unfortunately, people walk on by. People ignore. And we understood and explained some of that things about wisdom. But let's go back and try to apply this. How is it that we could hear wisdom when she cries? How is it that we could be trained not to ignore wisdom? That we know that wisdom is all around, wisdom's waving our arms, wisdom's reaching out our hands, crying without, trying to get people's attention, trying to get someone to pay attention to wisdom. Wisdom is available. How can we learn to listen to wisdom? How can we learn to hear wisdom? How can we get to the place where we don't ignore wisdom. Well, if you don't mind, I'd like to start off where that process begins in the book of Proverbs and chapter number three. The book of Proverbs and chapter number three, and notice with me, if you don't mind, in verse number one. Proverbs chapter three and verse number one, the Bible says this, my son, forget not my law. But let thine heart keep my commandments, for length of days and long life and peace shall they add to thee. Let not mercy and truth forsake thee. Bind them about thy neck, write them upon the table of thine heart. So shalt thou find favor and good understanding in the sight of God and Man, And if you have to mark in things in your Bible, would you mark a phrase that we find in the book of Proverbs in chapter number three? Proverbs chapter three, and notice with me in verse number one, my son, forget not my law. My son, forget not my law. If you don't mind, we're going to hit this principle here and expound on it and understand that this principle here teaches us how to respond to wisdom when we first develop this principle, my son, forget not my law. If you don't mind, let's go to the Lord together and let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you again for you being a wonderful God. 
And as we come up to you today, we do ask for wisdom. We know that wisdom is available. Wisdom has been given to us through your word. Now teach us as we find this foundational principle, this important principle that teaches us how to respond properly to wisdom, how to listen to wisdom, how not to ignore wisdom. Help us as we understand this principle and that we can apply it to our everyday lives and understand what you are trying to do. Thank you, Lord. Fill me with your Holy Spirit because these good folks don't need my wisdom, my thoughts, my ambitions, my goals. They need to hear from you. And so I'm asking that you would open up your word in a special way and that you would get your own work accomplished and that you would revolutionize and help someone's life for eternity because of the principle that's given here. And we love you in Jesus' name. Amen. My son, forget not my law. The very first thing I want to show you as we put uh, laying the foundation is obeying biblical authority, obeying biblical authority. Now, again, we had explained earlier on on Sunday morning that wisdom is crying out. Unfortunately, people ignore wisdom all the time, that wisdom is something that's available, but it doesn't seem like anybody has wisdom. The one thing about common sense is that it's not common anymore. We're just living a time where people are just are oblivious to even some of the basic things. We have a lot of knowledge, but very little truth. And people are getting further and further away from truth. How is it that we can get to the place where we don't ignore wisdom? Well, we start off in verse number one. And if you don't mind, I want you to pay attention to some English grammar. I know some of you had hard days at school and English grammar may not be the number one thing you want to learn from a Bible message. However, it is necessary for understanding. Notice with me in verse number three or chapter three and verse one. It says, my son, forget not my law. Now this idea of pronouns is very important. What is a pronoun? A pronoun is a word that replaces a noun. That means that we can have a clearer understanding to understand who is this my here. Now how we see this is going to matter quite a bit. Some people would just without thinking look at it say well it's God's word. God wrote his word so it must be God. That is not correct. In this, we have to understand who is speaking and who is he speaking to. In this class, who is speaking? Solomon. Solomon is speaking and he is speaking to his son. My son, forget not my law. Whose law was Solomon's son not supposed to forget? Solomon's law. This becomes very key. In fact, you're going to see this principle found throughout all of God's word. Notice with me, if you don't mind, a message for later on. But look there, Proverbs chapter 6 and verse 20. Proverbs chapter 6 and verse 20, just as an example, this principle is found throughout the Bible. We're coming back to Proverbs 3. But notice this, Proverbs 6 and verse 20. My son, so once again, we have the same thing. Here's a pronoun, Solomon speaking, and he's speaking to my son. My son, keep thy father's commandment and forsake not the law of thy mother. Here we learn fathers have commandments, mothers have laws. What is this teaching? 
Well, we start off with this principle that if we're going to learn how to pay attention to wisdom and not ignore wisdom, we have to learn to obey biblical authority. And it begins by learning to obey our parents. Mothers have laws. Fathers have commandments. Now we know that there are some people that are good explainers, meaning that some kid comes up and says, why do I have to take out the garbage? And the person could give them a nice explanation about how garbage is so important and where it goes and all this other stuff. And then the mom says, because I said so. Do you know that the mother has a more biblical answer than the father who explained it? Because I said so is a biblical response, according to Proverbs. Because... Fathers have commandments, mothers have laws. It doesn't matter why the garbage needs to be taken out. All that matters is that biblical authority gave you the commandment to take it out. But if knowing why, will that change your obedience? It shouldn't. You should do it because it is right. In fact, in the book of Ephesians, God says that. We're not going to turn there. But in the book of Ephesians chapter 6, it says, Children, obey your parents in the Lord. Why? For this is right. Mothers have laws. Fathers have commandments. Now this is how to look at biblical authority. That we have to start by looking at biblical authority as a commandment. As a law. As something that cannot be broken. That is not negotiable. And is not given a choice. Why? Because God leads us through biblical authority. God gives us his word to give us wisdom and then he guides and leads us through biblical authority. And the way that someone begins to listen to wisdom and understand wisdom is when their parents teach them that mothers have laws and fathers have commandments. My son, in Proverbs chapter 3, my son, forget not my law, but let thine heart keep my commandments. This is a big deal. Parents make a grave error when they give their kids a choice. I understand we live in a politically correct world where they think that kids are old enough to make decisions for themselves. But if we're going to teach them how to seek for wisdom, they need to learn to obey the law. For example, there should not be a choice. Go take out the trash. There shouldn't be or else. Or else implies choice. There's every expectation that they're going to take out the trash. Now that's the parent's responsibility. For those who are under authority, by the way, we're all under authority. We learn to obey authority. It doesn't matter who authority is. If they're biblical authority, we have a commandment to obey them as if it is law, as if it is a commandment. Why? Because God leads us through biblical authority. This is how we start paying attention to wisdom. Understand that this is how God directs us. Right now, wisdom is saying, hey, pay attention to me. But people haven't been taught to pay attention to wisdom because they haven't been taught how to obey biblical authority. This is how God guides and directs us. Notice this admonition. My son, forget not my law. This is an intellectual thought. You have your brain... That's your forgetter, right? Or your rememberer. All right? So that's your head. That's your mind. My son, forget not my law, but let thy 
heart keep my commandments. What we see in this verse here is this admonition, admonition brings the head and the heart together. Compliance is just simply doing the action. The heart of the matter makes it submission. Submission is always a matter of the heart. For example, let's say a parent says, go take out the trash. We're using that one. And the kid says, meh, fine. Did they obey? No. You see, submission is a matter of the heart. There are kids that are doing it because they have to. But submission is a matter of the heart. See, it gets to a change. I'm not taking out the trash because I have to. I'm taking out the trash because this is what's given to me and this is now God's will for my life. I'm taking out the trash and I'm going to delight in it. Remember the idea of submission is not just simply doing God's will. It is delighting in God's will. All right? That's a big deal. Do you delight in God's will? Now, we delight in the things we enjoy, but not everything given to you is something you enjoy. And by the way, the commandment is not, well, if you enjoy it, do it. There's no qualifier. <laughs> you don't have a parent say, listen here, Johnny. If you love taking out the trash, I want you to take it out. But only if you really, really want to. You know, any kid will ever take out the trash ever again. <laughs> no, not at all. Because there are some things that we have to do because it is right. Because this is what was given us to do. And we learn to obey it. Part of our problem today. Why do so many people ignore wisdom? Because they're taught you're only supposed to do the things that make you happy. Only the things that make you dream big. Only the things that bring you enjoyment. You only do those things. So you have kids who don't do homework. It's not enjoyable. It's not fun. I'm not going to do it. Kids who don't clean their room. Well, it's not fun. I don't enjoy it. I'm not going to do it. To people who are at work. Well, I don't enjoy it. I don't like it. I'm not going to do it. We all have people we work with us that do that. To people being a good citizen to obey the laws of their, their nation. Well, I don't enjoy it. I don't like it. I'm not going to do it. You see, that's where they're taught is the home. This is the foundation. How do I learn to not ignore wisdom? By learning to obey biblical authority and making it a matter of the heart. Not doing it because I have to, doing it because this is what I'm supposed to do. And delighting in it. It is a matter of the heart. Why do so many people ignore wisdom? Because it's a matter of the heart. If the only thing you do in your life is what you want to do, well, then you're going to have a difficult time. Because let me tell you, you will come a time in your Christian life where you don't want to read your Bible. Well, I didn't read my Bible because I didn't want to. Well, I appreciate your honesty, but you know what? You're never going to get around to reading your Bible. There are times you need to read your Bible because that's what you should do. We have people that don't want to go to church. Well, I didn't feel like going to church today, so I'm not going to. 
you should go because it is right, not whether you want to or not. You understand? This is why so many people miss, wis- miss wisdom. Wisdom is available, but no one seems to be able to find it. Why? Because they haven't made it a matter of the heart that they're going to obey biblical authority and they miss out on all the things that God wants them to have. And they make it so only what they want to do, only what they feel like doing, only if they think they could kind of get something from it. Remember, the only job of a servant is to obey. Whatever the master has given to them, God leads us through biblical authority. Now, may I also underscore right here that submission is not silence, but it's saying the right thing at the right place to the right person at the right time with the right spirit. That's a big part of submission. It's not standing out loud and calling someone stupid, but it's pulling them aside and say, you know what? I have a misunderstanding. You asked me to do this, but this is not something I'm capable of doing. What can we do about this? Can you clarify? Saying the right thing to the right person with the right spirit <laughs> at the right time. That's what s- submission is. We could be able to clarify this. <laughs> now, On our part, as long as biblical authority is not asking us to do something illegal, immoral, or unbiblical, we're under a biblical commandment to obey. Now, I understand in today's world, this is like grating on the chalkboard. This is something our own flesh hates. Our flesh hates anything on obedience. We like to obey the things we want to obey. For example... Kids are given homework. The dreaded H word. I'll do homework. (laughs) Not because I want to, because I have to. You imagine you might get more out of it if you delight in it. Lord, help me to delight in this. You know, we could cheat and ask, God, help me to delight in this because my flesh doesn't want to. It's called dying to self. You understand, that's where you start getting wisdom is you start denying what your flesh wants and saying, Lord, help me to enjoy what you've given to me. You know, how many people hate their jobs? I mean, we hear that all the time. I hate my job. I hate my job. Well, did God give you that job? Well, then doesn't God know all about the job and the people you work for and what they're asking you to do? Well, then can God also give you the delight in the job that God's given to you? We should delight where we're at. Because this is what God has given us to do. Now, I understand this is part of dying to self. And our flesh doesn't want to die because those people are stupid. But this is how we're going to learn wisdom and recognize wisdom and grab a hold of wisdom when we start developing the habit of our heart to obey God's authority and the people God has placed over us. As long as authority is not asking us to do anything illegal, immoral or unbiblical, we have the biblical command to submit with your heart. Not just do it, but to submit to that biblical authority. This is where it begins. That's just verse one. Obeying biblical authority. Which now brings us to the second thing. What does obeying biblical authority do for us? That's a good question. What does obeying? What am I getting out of this? What benefits do I have by obeying someone who was stupid? By the way, authority doesn't have the right to be illegal, immoral, biblical, but they do have the right to be stupid. That's not one of the qualifiers. If authority asks you to do something stupid, as long as it's not illegal, immoral, biblical, you're supposed to try to do it. 
you submit. What does obeying biblical authority do for us? Well, notice there's several things that this passage lists out for us. First of all, it helps increase the quality of our life. It helps us to increase the quality of life. Verse 2, for length of days and long life and peace shall they add to thee. If you might remember, we have something in the Bible called the Ten Commandments. And in the Ten Commandments, it's God's rules of holiness. The first four deal with our relationship with God. Don't take the name of the Lord thy God in vain. Have no other gods but God. Those all deal with our relationship with God. Starting at commandment number five, all the way to ten, six commandments, deal with our relationship with other people. And the very first... Uh, commandment given towards other people is to honor thy father and thy mother. But do you know that verse doesn't end there? It gives a promise there that if we honor our mother and our father, that we would be granted long life. Why? You learn to obey biblical authority. Now, let me specifically say that the promise of long life is a promise to the Hebrew people. For us as Christians, that it talks about the quality of life and the rewards in the millennial kingdom. That that's how that applies for us. Do you know that you could enjoy your life a lot more if you learn to stop fighting authority? When you realize the boss is not the bad guy, when your teacher is not the bad guy, when the principal is not the bad guy, you start to Enjoy life a little bit more when you're not surrounded by enemies. Correct? So many people are miserable because they haven't chosen to submit. They allow those other people to dictate their joy. But when you say, I'm going to submit to the Lord and God, anytime that I'm not joyful, please help give me joy. Do you think God will help you with that prayer request? Anytime that you have a hard time submitting, do you think if you ask God, God, I'm having a hard time submitting, will you help submit for me? Do you think God would answer that prayer request? Yes. Yes. You know, the quality of your life will improve because circumstances do not dictate your joy. God dictates your joy. You could be happy no matter how evil your teacher is. You could be happy no matter how crooked your bosses are. You could even enjoy life even if the government is wrong. Because circumstances don't dictate our joy. God does. But on our part, it is submitting to what God has given us to do. Knowing that God knows how to lead us and direct us. And he uses biblical authority to do so. The first, promise, uh, the first commandment with promise is to honor thy father and thy mother. God said at the very beginning, I'm going to give you a law. And let me tell you, don't. I don't just give you this law. This law comes with benefits. You learn to obey biblical authority. You'll enjoy your life. Well, that makes it quite simple. How many miserable people do we work with who just hates their job? And you almost wonder why even come in anymore if you hate it that bad? Why do you subject yourself to this? I mean, right now when I say that, those who are working have people in mind. You see their face. And you're like, why do you even exist here anymore? You know what? They'll be miserable no matter what job they are because biblical authority doesn't change. They still have to deal with authority. There is no such thing as a perfect job. And there's no such thing as a perfect church. If you find a perfect church, don't join it because it will no longer be perfect. 
when you deal with people, you're dealing with fallible creatures. People who are wrong somewhere, something. We have to learn how to deal with it. You may not be able to trust your boss, but can you trust the Lord? You may not be able to trust your teacher, but can you trust the Lord? You know, God can use wrong biblical authority to teach us things that we never would have learned on our own to show us wisdom. So the first benefit is that it grants us quality of life, helps us to increase quality of life. A second benefit that it has is it grants us mercy and truth. It grants us mercy and truth. Notice with me verse 3. Let not mercy and truth forsake thee. Bind them. Bind what? Mercy and truth. About thy neck. Write them upon the table of thine heart. What this is talking about is that we make it a part of our life. And when we learn how to submit to authority and obey authority, mercy and truth becomes a part of us. What is mercy? Well, mercy is, is not getting what we do deserve. You know what we deserve? We deserve death and destruction. And you know what? We have people around us that deserve awful things. They deserve people to be mad at them. They deserve people to take them and shake them. And you know why we don't? Mercy. Do you know that you could be a lot more patient with people when you learn how to submit to authority and give them grace and mercy? You know, some of those people are getting beat up all the time. You know, you may have a boss. Middle management has it tough because their bosses yell at them and then the underlings yell at them and don't do their job and they get yelled at. They're stuck. They have a tough job. Do you know that if we're one of the peons obeying middle management, we can make their life a lot easier if we would show them grace and mercy instead of yell at them every time they do something wrong? I mean... That helps us to have grace because God has shown us so much grace and mercy to us. With it comes truth. It says, let mercy and truth. Do you know when we submit to biblical authority, this is how God guides us. He guides us through truth. We learn lessons. We learn things that we've never would have got before. And biblical authority gives us guidance and counseling. You know, in every case that I know, parents are older than their children, right? They may not be smarter than their kids, but they have something called experience. So they may not tell you how a car runs, but they can know enough that a car is dangerous. So, you know, let's take a little child. Don't go play in traffic. They don't understand that a big semi-truck can just squish them. They don't understand that. You could try to explain it to them. All right, we don't want you to go out and play because this big truck that's running off of a V8 cylinder is going to come with just 500 horsepower and it is going to come and it's not going to be able to stop. You understand in order to get a truck to stop like that, it's going to have to require, if it's going 60 miles an hour, it's going to take about one half mile to go ahead and stop. And it's, They don't understand any of that. But you know what they have to do is learn to obey. They'll get wisdom later. But obeying first. In fact, all throughout the Bible, that's the principle. You obey first, then you get understanding. We want to understand first and then obey. But that's not how God works. We obey biblical authority and then later on we go, I get it. I get it. I meant all of us grew up with crazy parents. Every single one of us thought our parents were crazy. You know, nod your head up there. 
And then when you become an adult, you usually make that phone call later on. Mom, I understand now. I get it. Thank you. <laughs> we didn't understand it at the time. We thought our parents were being so mean. Making me go to bed before midnight on a school night. Yeah. So mean. How dare they don't understand I got a social life. Later on we go, okay, I get it. Wake up before the bus. What? Before five minutes before the bus gets here. What? I, they, I need that extra sleep. Don't you understand, woman? And uh, later on, oh, I get it now. I get it now. Teenagers guarantee you'll have that phone call. The adults are raised, nodding their head because we've all made that call back. Yeah, yeah, I get it, get it. I, re I remember calling my mom. I was in the military, been in the military for my second tour, and I called her up and said, you know what, mom? I needed more spankings growing up. Thank you for the ones I gave me. I know right now it doesn't cross your mind that you're going to thank your parents one day for spanking you or disciplining you, but you know, one day you'll be glad. Thank you so much. You love me enough to help correct my behavior. I understand now. I needed that. You'll get the understanding later and you'll go back and recall and say, you know what? Maybe my boss kind of knew what was going on after all. Maybe they actually had a clue when I thought they were clueless. Perhaps, maybe, but nothing else. You'll start to learn quite a bit. There's this idea that you'll learn counseling and guidance and God will be able to direct you a lot better even if authority is wrong. God can still direct you through wrong authority. Why? Because God is God. He's over everything. He knows what he's doing. So we see some things that as we obey authority, how does it help us? Well, it increases our quality of life. It grants us mercy and truth. It also grants us favor with God. It grants us favor with God. Notice with me in verse 4. So shalt thou find favor and good understanding in the sight of God. Well, that's pretty plain. Why is this a big deal? Biblical submission is the fastest way to grow in the Lord. In fact, your obedience is directly proportional with how fast you grow. Some people who've been plateaued for years, you want to know why you're plateaued? Because you haven't been obeying. When you learn how to submit and fully obey, you grow so rapidly and so quickly. You want to go closer to the Lord. That's how you get favor of the Lord. You will not get God's favor by rebelling against authority. Your growth in Christ is directly proportional to your submission to the Lord and his authority. This is how God gives us wisdom. One more thing in the passage here. God grants us favor with man. God grants us favor with man. Verse 4 again. So shall thou find favor and good understanding in the sight of God and man. Biblical submission allows us to develop influence with others. You want to make a good impression with a boss. It's not brown nosing. It's learning how to submit with your heart where they trust you and they learn to depend upon you. Because as much torment as you have gone through, they've watched it. And they say, you know what? I can trust them. It may take some time. I'm not saying it's overnight. But they learn to trust you. You begin to get more favor. People around you see how the boss treats you and watch you when you're not trying to burn down the building. 
they go, there's something to your Christianity because I would have burnt it down a long time ago. You begin to get favor with them. They begin to say, you respond differently than I do. What makes the difference? You grant favor with man. Now, in the book of Proverbs, quite often, we could take a proverb and then find a biblical historical character to compare this to. So let's try to think, is there anyone in the Bible who as a child submitted to their parents, even though their parents were wrong, but ended up getting favor with God? Well, let's happen to look in the gospel record of Luke chapter 2. And let's see, remember all of those things I just told you that we just looked at Proverbs and see it just as it said. Then let's see what happens in Luke chapter 2. Now in Luke chapter 2, Jesus is a teenager and he and his family go visit Jerusalem. And while they were there, Jesus Christ um, (coughs) was with his folks Uh, His folks left supposing Jesus was with them. They travel out a day's journey and then they can't find him. They go, hey, did you have him? Did you have him? Did they have him? And they had left town a full day's journey and left Jesus behind. And so they come back and it took them three days to find him. And if you can imagine, Mary being a typical mother is freaking out. And like any parent in that situation, when she finds the child, why did you do this to me? right? And Jesus is where he's supposed to be. He said, didn't you know I'm supposed to be about my father's business? Let's pick it up in um, context. Uh, Luke chapter 2 and notice with me if you don't mind in verse 46. And it came to pass that after three days they, Mary and Joseph, found him, Jesus, in the temple, sitting in the midst of the doctors, both hearing them and asking him questions. And all that heard him were astonished at his understanding and his answers. And when they, Mary and Joseph, saw him, Jesus, they were amazed. And his mother said to him, Son, why dost thou thus dealt with us? Behold, I and thy father sought thee sorrowing. Now she's yelling at Jesus. Technically, did Jesus do anything wrong? No, because Jesus is perfect. She, is she understandably upset? Is that an understandable reaction? Where have you been at? Don't you know we were searching for you? I mean, you didn't notice us for three days? Right? You'd hear that talk. Verse 49, and he said unto them, how is it that ye sought me? Wist not ye that I should be about my father's business? Meaning that if you found me in the temple in the first place, you would have found me right away. I, I wasn't lost. You guys were. Verse 50. And they understood not the saying. Do you think that sometimes your parents don't understand you? Yeah. They don't understand what you try to get do, what you're trying to do or why you're trying to do it or you're trying to explain what happened at work or home and they don't understand. Understanding is not a qualification of a, pa- of a parent, by the way, or biblical authority. Remember, biblical authorities are allowed to be stupid. They understood not the saying that he spoken to them. But notice this, because he submitted to them anyways, verse 51, and he, Jesus, went down with them, Mary and Joseph, and came to Nazareth and was subject to them. This is the idea that he put themselves under their authority. Even though they were wrong, he still submitted to their authority. And because of that, um, his mother kept all these sayings in their heart. Notice verse 52. And because of this, Jesus increased in wisdom and stature, and in favor with God and man. Isn't that exactly what Proverbs chapter 3 just said? Exactly. 
that Jesus, as he learned how to submit, he grew spiritually. He grew physically. He grew with favor with God and he grew with favor with man. Just like Proverbs said was going to happen. And Jesus is our perfect example. And Jesus knows what it was like to have authority that was wrong. Knew what authority that didn't understand him. Knew authority that blamed him for something that wasn't his fault. Now I know that from time to time you may have had biblical authority do that. Whether it was parent. Whether it was a boss. Whether it was some other circumstance. But the idea is that we submit anyways. Because we trust God. And let God handle it. Our part is to submit. And we let God work in our life. Remember the whole thing was that wisdom is waving her hands. Hey pay attention. And everyone's walking by ignoring it. How is it that we can learn to pay attention to wisdom? That we can learn to grab wisdom? We can learn to apply wisdom? Well, it starts by learning to obey biblical authority. And not just obeying and doing the action, but with our hearts submitting to authority. Now I understand submission is a big ask. Because when I say, who do you have problems submitting to? You have a boss. You have a parent. You have a teacher in mind. That you think they're the most stupidest person I know. We're, we're just being relatable. Yeah. They, they make the most stupidest ideas. I've given this illustration before. In the Air Force, they gave us a rule that we can't put trash in our trash can. That's a stupid rule. But is it illegal? No. Is the order unbiblical? Is the order immoral? So my job was to make sure that when I left, there was no trash in my trash can. Submit. <laughs> was it worth it to burn down the dorm and fight because of that stupid rule? It wasn't even that important of a rule. You think there was people that fought against that rule? Oh, yeah. About ready to burn down the whole base because of it. I meant just ready to go burn down everyone because of a stupid rule. <laughs> Do we all know people who will overemphasize or have a different reaction to a stupid authority rule than what's really warranted yeah. all the time. Our part is to submit and not just submit delight in it. Remember submission is a matter of the heart and it is delighting in God's will, not just simply doing God's will. But when we learn to do this, this is how we start. We begin to see wisdom more often. We respond to wisdom more often. We are able to receive wisdom more often. Why do so many people ignore wisdom when wisdom is trying to do everything they can, she can to flag them down? Is because they've learned not to obey biblical authority. And they miss wisdom even though she's screaming in their face, here, here. We, this is our first step. If we want to be wise people, it begins with us learning to obey biblical authority. As parents, we turn this around that we teach our kids to obey biblical authority. Because fathers have commandments, mothers have laws. Because I said so is a biblical answer and we're teaching them how to respond to wisdom, not because they want to or not necessarily because they understand, because this is what's right. Thank you for listening to this audio message. This is Pastor Scotty Bockhaus, and I encourage you to take this information that you just received and make a specific decision to follow after the Lord. If you don't know Jesus Christ as your Savior, let me beg you to take the time 
to receive Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins. If you are saved, I encourage you to make a decision in your life to help you get closer with the Lord. If there's anything specific we can do to be a blessing or to pray for you, we encourage you. Look us up on the internet at riverviewbc.com. Once again, that's riverviewbc.com. Or if you would prefer to call us, you can give us a call at area code 920-530-6308. Once again, that number is 920-530-6308. If there's anything we can do to be a blessing or an encouragement to you, please let us know. We would love to make ourselves available. Thank you.